Coming up on The Overcoming Life with Jimmy Evans. When the rapture occurs, we all go up in the air to meet Jesus. And so Jesus said, there'll be two people in one bed. One's taken, one's gone. There'll be two people standing in a field, one taken, one gone. This is called a selective rapture. It doesn't matter if your wife, your husband's a Christian. It doesn't matter if your best friend's a Christian. It doesn't matter who you know if you don't know Jesus. Because Jesus said, I'm gonna come and I'm gonna take one person away and leave the other because I know who belongs to me. at three scenes from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 where the Apostle Paul is talking about the end times. Scene 1 is a world in rebellion to God with the man of sin, the Antichrist, ready to lead them. That's where I believe we are today. This is 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Listen to the words of Paul. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day, capital D, day, the return of Christ, will not come unless the falling away, that's the word apostasia in the Greek, apostasy, unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And so the apostle Paul is saying, hey, don't worry, Jesus hasn't come yet. And he's not gonna come until there is a worldwide falling away from truth, a rejection of biblical Christianity, a rejection of Judeo-Christian morality until that happens. And so... I want to talk about this in two different ways. Now, in 2 Thessalonians 2, 8, we'll read the verse here in just a minute. The Antichrist is called the lawless one. In fact, the Antichrist has many different names in the Bible, and the Antichrist is just one of the minor names that he's called. But one of the things that he's called is the lawless one. Well, the word lawless is the word anomia in the Greek language, and it means against the word of God. It means you don't believe in this. So that Jesus is the word of God, according to John chapter one. The Antichrist will be completely antithetical to the word of God. He is anti-word of God. And so what we're seeing in the world right now, I believe, is the fulfillment of Paul's prophecy in 2 Thessalonians chapter two. And let me measure this now in two ways. The falling away of the world from the truth and the falling away of the church from the truth. Let me talk about apostasy in the world for just a minute. In my public school, there were the Ten Commandments that hung on the walls of my public school. In every public school that I went to. In my public school, every public school that I went to, there was a prayer at the beginning of every day in the name of Jesus. Okay? And some of you are shaking your heads. Yes, you, you remember that world. Okay, so that was the world that we grew up in. It was just a completely different world. You just assumed all your neighbors were Christians. You just assumed all your teachers were Christians, you know, like that. It was just uh, that kind of a world. In 1962, um, prayer was banned in public schools. In 1980, the uh, open display of the Ten Commandments was banned in public schools. Right now, we have a wholesale rejection of biblical morality in the society we live in. This is a post-Christian society and a post-Bible society. The Bible is under open attack right now. 
their open attacks of displays of faith in the armed forces. On February 1st of 2014, Marine Lance Corporal Monifus Sterling was court-martialed for displaying a passage of scripture on her computer that said, no weapon that's formed against me will prosper. And she was ordered to remove it. She said she would not because it was her religious freedom to have it there. They court-martialed her. The Military Religious Freedom Foundation called for a court-martial of U.S. Air Force Major General Craig Olson because he dared to acknowledge his faith during a speech at the National Day of Prayer event. The Bible is considered hate speech by many. And there is a dramatic rise in atheism uh, in America and around the world. And so what we've seen in the world in the last, really, especially in the last 10 years, it's been going on for about 50 years, but especially in the last five years, and it's picking up steam. It's getting worse all the time. What we're seeing is just a simply an apostasy in the world against Judeo-Christian morality and against the Bible. It's very open. Unfortunately, we're seeing the same thing in the church. Now, Jesus prophesied, listen to what I'm about to say, Jesus prophesied that when he returned, half the church would be false. Okay, it's in Matthew 25. In Matthew 24, the disciples came up to Jesus, and they said, Lord, when, when is the end going to be? And he said, don't let anyone deceive you. And he gave the graphic description of the world that we live in, the world at the end, okay, Matthew 24. And then he gave three uh, parables in Matthew 25 about his return and how to prepare for his return. The first parable that he gave was the parable of the virgins. And here's where he prophesied that half the church would be false. Matthew 25, verse 1. The kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise, five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delaying, they all slumbered and slept, and at midnight a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open up to us. He answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Now, Jesus didn't say we wouldn't know the season and we wouldn't know the signs of the times. He just said, you won't know the day or the hour. Now, there are 10 virgins in this story. The bridegroom is Jesus. The 10 virgins are the church in the world. And Jesus said, when I come, half the church is gonna be ready when I come back. They're gonna have their lamps trimmed. They're gonna be ready when I come back but half the church won't know me. Half of those who identify themselves as believers, virgins, will not know me when I come back. Well, this is, this is happening right before our very eyes in the church. Many churches and denominations are rejecting the clear teachings of the Bible. Many churches are pro-abortion and give to abortion-providing groups their money. A growing number are ordaining, practicing homosexuals and, pro, and, are, and are pro-gay marriage. And this is dividing the church right down the middle right now in America and around the world. Many denominations right now are dividing right down the middle over this issue. Many do not believe in the inerrancy of Scripture. Half of churches do not believe in a literal hell or a literal, literal devil. Okay, half of all. So let me say this. If the Bible is lying to us about hell, you think it's telling us the truth about heaven? 
And let me say this another way. If one thing in this book is wrong, how can you trust anything that it says? Did you know Jesus taught more about hell than he taught about heaven? Is Jesus is a liar? Does he know what he's talking about? I'm just telling you right now, there is a literal devil and there is a literal hell. And this book is absolutely inspired and infallible and it is the holy word of God. Many churches today believe in universalism, which means that Jesus is not the only way to heaven. And you, other religions can get you there. If you're a good person, you can get there. We, our marriage today, board, we have a board member who's a pastor, and his church is uh, part of a very large denomination. And about a month ago or so, he went to a denominational meeting, and at the, I'm going I'm to quote this as closely as I can to what he told me. He went to this denominational meeting, and one of the main leaders of the denomination got up and made this quote. I will not define my lifestyle or my sexuality by the four corners of this book. It is time for another testament to be written that is more up to date and written for the times we are living in. And when he said it, it was re resulted in thunderous applause. The group that was there agreed with him wildly. And my friend, this pastor, said, I was absolutely stunned that anyone would have agreed with that statement. This is what's happening in the church today. Much of the church is true. They love Jesus. They're ready for the return of Jesus. But we're seeing many churches and denominations rejecting the clear teachings of the Bible. And so what I'm saying is, Jesus, or the apostle Paul said, listen, listen, Jesus hasn't come yet. And he's not going to come until there's a great apostasy, a great falling away from the truth. We're watching it right now, right before our very eyes. Jesus prophesied and said, when I return, half of the church will be false. And I will not know them, and they will only pretend to know me, but they don't truly know me. And I'm saying, again, I don't know exactly when Jesus is coming back, but the, world, the Bible describes the world and that will exist when Jesus returns. And I'm just saying that this world looks a lot like it. Now, this is the scene two in 2 Thessalonians that the Apostle Paul is telling us what the end will look like. This is the tipping point. This is scene two. This is the rapture of the church. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 5. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. So the apostle Paul says there's going to be a great falling away from the truth. But then he who now restrains will be taken out of the way. That's the Holy Spirit in the church. The word he there is capital H. The only restraining force in the world right now is the church. Gateway Church is a restraining force in the world right now. What are restraining? Evil, the work of the devil. Marriage Today, the ministry that I lead, we are restraining a spirit of divorce in the world right now. We are acting against it. We're teaching people how to succeed in marriage. But imagine a world without a Christian in it. And that's exactly the world that's going to occur the minute the rapture happens. The instant the rapture happens, there's no more preaching on sin. There's, no one, there's not one person in the world who believes the Bible. 
There's not one person in the world leading a person to Christ except for the 144,000 Jews mentioned in the book of Revelation. It is a completely different world. And so the apostle Paul says here, the restrainer is going to be taken out. This is the rapture. Now, let me say a couple of things here. The Antichrist will not be revealed till after the rapture. And people ask me all the time who I think the Antichrist is. There, unfortunately, there's just a lot of good candidates. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's hard to narrow it down, you know. I've got my top 10, though. Yeah. People ask me that all the time. I don't know. So, um, But this is, this is the tipping point. So this is Jesus. In Luke chapter 17, he's going to give us a graphic description of the rapture. Jesus is going to tell us just absolutely graphically the world that will exist when the rapture happens. And Jesus is going to paint us a vivid picture of the rapture. Luke 17, here's what Jesus says. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will also be in the days of the Son of Man. That's interesting. He's saying just like it was in the days of Noah, that's what it's going to be like when I return. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was in the days of Lot. Okay, he's telling us again. Just like it was in the days of Lot. Okay, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so, it will be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he was on the housetop and his goods were in the house. Let him not go down to take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. Now, listen, listen to this description. This is the rapture. I tell you, in that night, there will be two people in one bed. The one will be taken, the other will be left. Two women will be grinding together or at the microwave together. The one will be taken, the other will be left. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken, the other will be left. And they answered and said to him, where, Lord? And so he said, wherever the body is, there the eagles will be gathered together. They said, where are they going to be taken? Jesus said, where the eagles are, okay? Remember, we read 1 Thessalonians that describes the rapture. It says, we will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. When the rapture occurs, we all go up in the air to meet Jesus. And so Jesus said, there'll be two people in one bed. One's taken, one's gone. There'll be two people standing in a field, one taken, one gone. This is called a selective rapture. It doesn't matter if your wife, your husband's a Christian. It doesn't matter if your best friend's a Christian. It doesn't matter who you know if you don't know Jesus. Because Jesus said, I'm going to come and I'm going to take one person away and leave the other. Because I know who belongs to me. And so Jesus said, there's going to be a rapture. And I'm going to take you up in the air to be gathered up in the air. Well, let me say this. This, there's a, this is a pre-tribulation rapture. Let me, let me tell you why I know this. People ask me all the time, because when I preach these messages, the purpose of these messages is to comfort us that Jesus is coming. And the other purpose of this message is we're not going to be here during the tribulation period of time. Well, listen to what I'm saying. Jesus says uh, here, they'll be buying, selling, like the days of Noah, like the days of Lot. First of all, Noah and Lot did not go through judgment. And we're not going to either. Okay, buying, selling, marrying, and giving in marriage. Business as usual. So people say, Jimmy, should I sell all my stuff and buy money and build a bunker and buy guns and, you know, buy food and all that kind of stuff? Well, I'm just saying, no. Just the world's going to be just like this. You know, it's, and so here's what I'm saying. When you know about the, the rapture and when you know about the coming of Jesus 
You just need to live your life the way you would uh, ordinarily, but just live for Jesus. Just be ready for him when he comes. In other words, go to school, get married, have kids, start your business, you know, live your life. Don't stop living, but look up. Your redemption's drawing near. Be ready when Jesus, that's all I'm saying in this whole series of messages. But in the days of Noah, there are four parallels between our generation and the generation of Noah and Lot. The first is an immoral and violent world in rebellion to God. The Bible says in the days of Noah, the world was full of violence and immorality. Is the world full of violence and immorality? Absolutely. And Lot's generation was a very, very immoral generation. The second parallel is a righteous remnant living for God. You know, there are a lot of believers in the world right now living for God. And so there's a remnant of people who are alive living for the Lord right now. The third parallel is the sudden removal of the righteous remnant. Now, in the book of 1 Thessalonians, where every chapter talks to us about the return of Christ, here's what Paul says repeatedly in the book of 1 Thessalonians. God has not appointed us to wrath. Okay, what, means, what he's saying there is the tribulation's wrath. It's the, the wrath of Almighty God on the world. And then when he talks about the rapture, the apostle Paul says, comfort each other with these words. Okay, let me, let me say something to you. Okay, I've read all the scriptures about the end times. I've taught about this for 33 years. There's no way in the world that you can comfort me by telling me I'm going through the tribulation. One judgment kills a third of mankind. At the end of the tribulation, there is no economy. Billions upon billions of people are dead. The world has been hit by meteors and comets. All of the life in the ocean is completely dead. When Jesus says they'll be buying and selling, marrying, giving in marriage, at the end of the tribulation, there's none of that going on. The world is decimated. And so we can be encouraged. And the last thing is catastrophic world judgment. In the days of Noah and Lot, the angels came to get Lot and his family, and here's what the angels told Lot. We can't judge this place until you're out of here. And Jesus said, it'll be just like that. So what I'm saying to you is, there's a falling away from the truth happening in the world right now. And the next major event that's gonna happen is the rapture of the church in the twinkling of an eye. When is it gonna happen? I don't know exactly when it's gonna happen, but I simply know that the world looks the way it should look right now. Here's scene three. Uh, the Apostle Paul talks about once the church has been removed, this is 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they may all be condemned who did not believe the truth, but who had pleasure in unrighteousness. Well, let me go back to something that Jesus said about Lot's wife. Jesus said it will be just like the days of Lot, just like the days of Noah, and he's talking about all this, and he said, remember Lot's wife. Well, re remember Lot's wife? The angels came in to get Lot and his family out, and they were literally dragging them out of the city, and Lot's wife was walking along, and the Lord said, don't look back don't look back. And she looked back and became a pillar of salt. And Jesus said, I'm coming. This is the way the world is going to look. And I'm going to come and I'm going to leave one and take the other. Remember Lot's wife. This is Luke 21, verse 20, uh, 34. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the cares of this life. 
And that day come on you unexpectedly. And by the way, that's the coming of Jesus, capital D day. Listen, it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. A snare is an animal trap. And Jesus said, you be ready now when I come. And don't, don't go out and fall in love with the world. That's what the lost wife did. She loved the world more than she loved God. Okay, It will come as a snare on every person who lives on the face of the entire earth. This is a global event, Jesus says. Listen, watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So Jesus said, watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that come to pass and to pray before the Son of Man. So any time that you preach on the rapture, people will say, you're just an escapist, but I'm, I'm a spiritual Marine. I'm ready for the tribulation. No, you're not. No, you're not. Here's what Jesus said. Pray that you would be worthy to escape. I'm not an escapist. I'm just doing what Jesus said. I want to escape it. I'm praying that I will escape all of those things and stand before Jesus Christ rather than going to the tribulation. But for those people who are left behind, it says the lawless one is coming with all power, signs, and lying wonders, with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. Well, the word love, there's the word agape. It is the strongest word for love in the Bible. It means an absolute commitment. Okay, Why were they left behind? Why, why were those people given over to delusion and to the deception of the Antichrist? Because they didn't love this so as to be saved. They didn't agape this right here. Okay. Well, let me ask you this question. What is your relationship with the Bible? Are you dating it? Are you engaged to it? Or are you married to it? What, how do you love the Bible? This is the Holy Bible, and it saved my life. And it's the word of Almighty God, and we should hold on to it and love it until Jesus comes. You know, we live in a world of incredible deception. This program today, Truth at a Tipping Point, um, we can't even say boys and girls anymore. And you, you just think you could take that for granted, that in Genesis 1, God said he made them male and female. Not in our world. You know, it is unbelievable to see the apostasy the entire rejection of truth in our society. It's, it's worldwide, but it's not in you. It's not in me. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus Christ is real. The Word of God is real. And when you look at scriptures like 2 Thessalonians 2 that we looked at today, and you see what Paul was prophesying was going to happen, it's happening. Bible prophecy is the proof that the Bible is real. And the, the, the only one that can predict the future is the one who controls it. And the reason that no other book in the Bible can predict the future with accuracy like the Bible does is because they don't have a real God. Well, we have a real God. Our God is the God of the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He knows all of human history. And that's why thousands of years ago, he inspired the writers of the Bible to write down about a third of the Bible's prophecy. And most of that is end-time prophecy, and it's happening right before our very eyes. This series on Tipping Point, the entire series is one that uh, will help you to understand the times that we're living in and prepare for them uh, appropriately. This message today, Truth at a Tipping Point, for your gift of any amount, 
to support us here at The Overcoming Life. We want to keep coming back to you and helping you and encouraging you, and we want to take this around the world. We want to help people uh, to learn to overcome. With your gift of any amount, uh, we want to give you the message that you saw today, the entire message. You just saw part of it. We want to give you the entire message on a video download, uh, instant video download. You can be watching the entire thing here in just a minute uh, for your gift of any amount, for your gift of $55 or more, the entire series tipping point on CD or the audio download plus my book, 10 Steps Toward Christ. 10 Steps Toward Christ is, will help you to understand how to live an overcoming Christian life from, from beginning to end. It is a great book. $55 will send you either the audio download or the CD set, whichever you want, plus 10 Steps Toward Christ. For your gift of $90, we'll send you the entire Tipping Point DVD set physically or the video download. You might want to just get the video download, watch the whole thing right now, plus 10 Steps Toward Christ. So this is a, a real blessing you're going to get from being a blessing toward us and all the people that we help. The vision of the overcoming life is to help people live the life that God wants them to live. I remember when I received Christ at 19 years old, I was a defeated human being in just about every area of my life. But I'll tell you, God didn't leave me like that. Through the grace of God, uh, I have learned to live the way that God wants me to live. And what I love to do is to help people understand it. And right now, helping people to understand the times that we're living in. Jesus said, when you see these things begin to ha happen, look up. Don't get discouraged. Don't, don't get depressed. Look up. Your redemption is drawing near. I'm telling you, our redemption is drawing near. We need to understand what the Bible has to say, and that's what this series is all about. We want to put these resources into your hands, and here's how you can get them. We are living in tumultuous times. From world politics to a shaking economy to attacks on morality, we are truly nearing an unprecedented season in world history, but there is hope. In this hope-filled series, Tipping Point from Jimmy Evans, you'll learn the parallels between the world we are living in today and the end times. Live your life. Don't stop living, but look up. Your redemption's drawing near. Be ready when Jesus, that's all I'm saying in this whole series of messages. Support the overcoming life with your online gift of any amount, and we'll send you the full session, Truth at a Tipping Point, as a video download. Receive the complete Tipping Point series on CD or audio download and Jimmy Evans' book for your gift of $55 or more. For your gift of $90 or more, you'll receive the complete Tipping Point series on DVD or video download, along with Jimmy Evans' book. Discover how to prepare for the future and have peace in a world of uncertainty. Well, I've got some good news for you, and that is you have a 100% chance of success in marriage. A 100% chance. Couples with the strongest marriages, they aren't the ones that never had a reason to give up. They're the ones who just refuse to give up. Dad is still in the business of raising dead things and bringing them back to life. You're not just gonna stay married forever. You're gonna stay married happily ever after. And that's what we believe when we say that your family has a bright future.
Thank you for watching The Overcoming Life with Jimmy Evans. Support The Overcoming Life with your best gift and receive the series Tipping Point. Join Jimmy and Karen Evans on February 9th and 10th for the XO 2018 Marriage Conference. Live at Gateway Church in Southlake, Texas, or via simulcast at one of hundreds of churches worldwide. Seating is limited, so register today. Visit exomarriage.com. This program is made possible by the generous support of our faithful partners.